Hi, I'm CJ. And I'm Kari. And, and this, this is, is Expecting, Expecting Expats. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Expecting Expats. Today we have a bit more serious topic. Um, we're going to talk about postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And in, a, in an ideal situation, we would have someone here who have experienced it on their own. But we're going to still try to talk about this topic since it's a very important topic and mm-hmm. can be taboo. But we think it's important that everyone knows about it and yeah. are aware of the signs. Yeah, especially that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was reading, there were just actually recent articles about postpartum depression um, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Just because um, there were some recently, some sad stories coming out um, about how bad postpartum depression can be and how quickly it sets in for some people. Yeah. Um, And how many women actually suffer from it. Yeah. Um, hopefully by speaking about it more, it won't be, like you said, like so taboo mm-hmm. and it's just, I don't want to say a normal part of our baby upbringing, but it's kind of one of those things that everyone should just be aware of and their partner should be aware of it Yeah. so that everyone can just understand it. Hopefully it will pass. <laughs> it, yeah. it will pass, but we still don't know when. I mean, it could be three years, it could be four kind of thing. Yeah. In some cases, you do need help. But there's also different, um, what do you say, like variations or like... Um, yeah. Um, no, the severity. The severity. That's the of word, the, yeah. yeah. Because there's also this thing, we talked about it briefly in other episodes, like the baby blues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read somewhere like it's about 80% of women experience a few days of feeling like really down and emotional Mm -hmm. crying it's typical like three four days after giving birth you can experience this yeah and that can also last up until two weeks you Mm -hmm. say like up until two weeks that's kind of normal still right and then it should start lifting Mm -hmm. but if it's something that continues longer and really develops into a real depression then it's something that right you need help with exactly and i think um i mean of course we can look at like the symptoms and signs um but i i do know that it it develops in different ways mm-hmm. as in some people might just be completely down on themselves mm-hmm. where they become into a depression of oh my god my life has changed I mean, of course, it's due to hormonal imbalance and it's not, I mean, depression isn't normal when it's like chronic or long term, mm-hmm. um, but it's on themselves and others, it changes into like, I hate my baby Yeah. and like anger towards your baby, negative thoughts, mm-hmm. negative thoughts towards your baby when that's not normal. Yeah. And, but it's, how do I say this? It's like normal to know that it's not normal. Does that make sense? Like, and so the partner should be able to see it maybe even before the, the woman is able to recognize that like, this isn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I just wanted to say like, it is normal that you can have sometimes thoughts about being super frustrated with your baby 
or even being angry but if it ever becomes something where you're really thinking of harming your child yeah that's when it's important to speak up to someone or like yelling at your child yelling at the baby yeah it's kind of one of those things where yeah you can be frustrated but normally and this is sad I, i don't like to say normally but a lot of times when women aren't in a depressed depressed state, mm-hmm. they'll be frustrated. But as soon as the baby makes a sound or coos or yeah. does anything, it's like, oh, oh, I love you. Yeah. And it's instantly off. That would be, to me, like a normal situation. But if yeah. you have postpartum depression, it doesn't. It's like there's no filter. And it's just because your brain isn't re- repaired, I would say, yeah. yet. But there's always help. There's help. And I just wanted to say a few like numbers so we know what we're talking about because uh, postpartum depression uh, affects about 11% of women mm-hmm. and 7 to 8% of men. And this is also something important to point out that it can, it can uh, affect both women and men. Oh, yeah. Uh, and for many years, it's been more... Uh, associated with women but Mm -hmm. lately the recent years it's more um you're seeing that okay this is actually something that can also happen to the male partner or the co-mom or right exactly i mean i've always known that the cause i guess there is no direct cause i think everyone thinks um it's just because you just had a baby Mm -hmm. but it could be genetics where your mom or your grandmother or anyone had postpartum depression yeah and then you will probably be more likely to have it uh it could be just physical as in you're going through depression because you just went through a very very traumatic birth yeah and now it's kind of all the responsibility not all but the responsibility of raising a child now is on you and so it's just you just fall into a depression because of it yeah and then of course and you have this emotional which is like a hormonal imbalance that I think more of the cases that you see are just dealing with a hormonal imbalance that, right, talking to someone, but even medication yeah, is yeah. probably the best way if, if, if it's really a hormonal imbalance because you can talk all you want. You still have to go home and, have, and deal with the baby. You just can't. Yeah, that's something that's tough about postpartum depression is like you cannot really change you can change a situation but not i mean you cannot stop being a mom mm-hmm. you still have to deal with life uh, with a newborn mm-hmm. um i mean there are also some really severe cases where you have to be hospitalized like yeah but that is more extreme cases they're more rare and and that's the thing i this is why I think a lot of um, U.S. articles are kind of sprouting up for it because it was mm-hmm. an extreme case recently in the U.S. where a mom had very, very bad postpartum depression, her first pregnancy. Yeah. And she got help. It was fine. She got on some medication for a bit. Um, but she was so scarred from it. She was so nervous about the postpartum depression. They decided to wait to have another baby. Yeah. And then, and this is a very sad story, so it is very trigger uh, trigger warning here, but they decided to have another baby and she went on this plan because all her doctors knew, okay, her postpartum depression was bad last time. It's going to be bad or even worse this time. Um, so she'll start medication after she gets out of the hospital, stuff like that. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I'm like 
choking up <laughs> before I even finish it. But like she has the baby and two days later she kills herself. It was that quick. Oh my God. Yeah. Two days. Two days. After, yeah. After she got home. And so the husband was just like, what? And it was like, yeah, it was postpartum depression. It was just that quick that it can happen. Now, this is a very, very rare case and a very severe one. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you just see just moms not being happy and then the partner not understanding. And like the mom just being very unhappy yeah. for a long time and then... The family will even try to help and have like a support system there and just nothing is working because at first it's like, oh, it's just might be too much for her. Mm -hmm. Let me have like the mother and the mother-in-law, whoever come and support, but it's just not enough. And at that time, some people then realize, ah, okay, this is actually just a, not just, but it's a hormonal imbalance. Like nothing we're going to do is going to fix it. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, and again, this this case was all over the, the news because of it, of course, is so shocking and it's such a taboo topic that no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you had all these other publications coming out. Like, this was my story. You know, I had to get on, um, yeah, this medication or whatnot, or I had, I couldn't have more children because I had such a traumatic birth and I was just so angry at my kid for putting me through that you yeah. know when they're they're putting the blame on the baby even though yes the baby did cause that but um yeah so I mean that's why I think it is important to talk about because it is it's scary yeah but there are ways to prevent it and it, yeah it's scary but it's at the same time very normal to have these feelings and mm-hmm. I think everyone goes through a certain degree of this and I think you can be worried that you might suffer from postpartum depression because Mm -hmm. in the beginning the first few weeks you will go through actually some of those emotions that (laughs) might be similar and I know in Denmark they actually do as a standard a screening after eight weeks Mm -hmm. um, to screen both parents for Ah, postpartum depression yeah, I never experienced it myself, but I have been screened for depression when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just like a piece of paper with the doctor just goes through. asks you yeah. all the questions, and then either you have it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. That's the thing. I mean, my my mom said that she had postpartum depression with me, or. It was just, she said it was really hard to bounce back from me. As in bounce mm-hmm. back, not physically, but just mentally. Yeah. However, she had three kids in three years, and I was a third. Yeah. And I think she kind of blames it on, um, because everyone knew she was having a third in three years, a lot of people were visiting. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, everyone kept asking me how I was doing, so I was just like telling them, like, I'm really stressed out. Yeah. So she said that made it worse. Okay. But again, I don't know if she's just <laughs> like trying to like put blame on something that, you know, it could have just been like, hey, you, your life just completely changed three years. And as much as you wanted this big family um, and you got it, it might not have been like everything you think it is because mm. it's hard, especially after like three kids when other two are going around and then you know my dad has to work full time because they don't have paternity leave so it's just her in the house with three kids yeah 
you know, yeah, her life completely did like a 180. Yeah. And that, exactly. And that, of course, will also put you there. Um, So I'm very aware of it. Yeah. As in, I mean, I've talked to Eric about it and my family and, and even like friends just trying to say like, my mom said she had it. I don't know how bad it was. Mm-hmm. She just said she was really sad, but I don't know if it was just for two weeks. Like, I don't, maybe I should ask her more because it is something where if your mother does have it, or even if your dad had it, yeah, you it could be genetic and you could have it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we also have depression in my family. And mm-hmm. I mean, when I was 17, I was diagnosed with depression, um, where I was prescribed this uh, antidepressive pills, mm-hmm. but I ended up never taking any uh, because I I really believe in that specific situation I could change my my life. Yeah. Because it was more, I was very unhappy with where I was in my life, mm-hmm. and then instead of taking the medication, I just uh, changed. Yeah. Uh, my situation. I dropped out of school basically and then switched to another school mm-hmm. that was way more fitting for me. But in terms of like when you become a mom, it's not like, oh, wait a minute, I, I, I don't want this after all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you have to, you can still change your situation, but it's it's not as simple as just being like, oh, I, I take it back. I don't want to be a mom after all. Exactly. And I think that's kind of one of those things where. When you are in postpartum depression, one of the signs is you're like, I don't want this, you yeah. know? And what did I do with my life? Yeah, like how, how like I, I destroyed my life yeah. because of this. And it's not true. Like, it's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a thing where that's a key sign to say, okay, I actually might have postpartum depression because it's almost, um, I mean, this is maybe on a different topic, but uh, when you're really sick with something like, sick as in mentally like you have a mental um handicap disability something like schizophrenia Mm -hmm. or very there's multiple types of bipolar but there's like a very heavy one um the only way for you to actually beat it is if you have like insight into what it is as in schizophrenia could be hallucinations and so instead of knowing like just going through the hallucination and believing it's real. Mm-hmm. Like you have insight into, oh, I just had a hallucination. That's not normal. Yeah. Maybe I should go get more prescription or something mm-hmm. or talk to someone. And that's why the more I think people talk about postpartum depression and have insight into it, yeah, that, hey, that's actually not normal to hate your baby. You know, even if it's for two, three days, like that's not <laughs> normal. For a moment, I wouldn't say hate it, but like, it would frustrated, angry at your situation. That's normal. Mm-hmm. And but the more people talk about what is, I don't, and I, I know it sounds like, oh, what's normal? Because I don't want anyone to feel like if they do have depression, which I think everyone in their lives have suffered from some type of depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I have. I've gone to therapy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're just having a very, very, like you said, like a a very, very bad time in your life. And it's kind of a, do I change my situation? Who can I talk to? How can I get better on this? Do I just, is it chronic? As in, do I take medication for it? Um, But yeah, so this is why I think it's so important to talk about postpartum depression because you shouldn't be suffering alone. And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a sad thing. It is joyous. It's hard. 
but it's not sad. It shouldn't be sad. No, exactly. And if you feel like it goes beyond more than just the first few weeks of mm-hmm. readjusting, then you need to talk to someone about it. Exactly. Your doctor or healthcare professional who sees you, depending yeah. on which country you're in. Yeah, and, and if you are, and that's the thing, like preventable care as well is, and I know that um, one story that I told earlier, uh, it they tried to prevent it because they knew about it. Yeah. And so if you know that you have other issues such as, you do, you are bipolar or you do suffer from chronic depression. Um, it's good just to tell your doctor so that you might have, instead of an eight week checkup, like a four week checkup yeah. so that they're just, okay, is everything okay? Like, how are you feeling? Because the doctor or your healthcare could, provider could just say, no, that's actually not normal. Or like, you shouldn't be feeling like that at this time. You no. should be feeling other things. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's very true. Especially if you have already suffered from depression or anxiety or another mental illness before Mm -hmm. it's good to tell someone already when you're pregnant yeah and then i know in denmark they have this like it's called something like uh sensitive pregnant or yeah something like that yeah where they really follow you a lot more closely and Mm -hmm. visit you more and yeah just to make sure you're okay yeah and that's what i think that a good support system is there i i mean there's two ways on this right because sometimes i think having people there constantly is helpful mm-hmm. because you can just be like you know what i need a break like take care of the baby i'm just gonna go sit in the park <laughs> <laughs> or but sometimes then i think it's also negative where you know we had people over after dagny was born and sometimes i think now with the next one, I almost want to like push it back a bit Mm -hmm. just so that I can just relax with the baby and not have to like host people, even though they say they don't want to be hosted. Like, no, no, you sit down when you come over to our house, especially it's like, I want to be clean. I want to look appropriate for you. And I know there's pressure on me, but like, then if I know that I'm putting pressure that like, just don't come. Yeah. I do the same for sure. And, uh, it can also, in a way, if people are trying too much to take the baby in the beginning, yeah. even though they want to help, mm-hmm. sometimes it can make you feel worse if you're like, oh, I can't even handle taking care of my own baby. And yeah, like, yeah. you don't get that bonding feeling from being close to your baby, mm-hmm. even though people are doing with good intention to help you, get you to let yeah. you relax. It's not always what you need. Yeah, and you know, I was actually watching this... Um... I think it was on one of those like Dateline or 60 Minutes, so like a U.S. news show. Mm -hmm. And they were going over to Taiwan and um, Chinese, Taiwanese culture is um, they have a confinement period for women. And so after, for a full month after you give birth, you're Mm -hmm. technically confined. It's called confinement. But then when they (laughs) were explaining it, you're like, what is it? But... It's basically you should only have a certain diet. Um, you can like you shouldn't be taking baths. You shouldn't be, you know, doing just you shouldn't be doing any physical activity. Yeah, you shouldn't leave the house. You shouldn't right. leave the house. And at first, when they were explaining, I was like, "Oh my god, it's like a prison." <laughs> but then, these people, are, of course, are monetizing this, so they're creating these like five star hotels. 
Mm. That both, and of course, the husband is sometimes in confinement with you, where they just like, they have nurses, doctors on staff. And if you, you're like, oh, I just want to sleep and the baby's acting up, just like the baby just goes into the nursery and they have like one nurse there. And then um, there's cameras always. So you can just like sit and watch the baby on the phone while you <laughs> relax. And these mothers are like, they're not, they don't feel guilty. I'm over here like, wouldn't you feel guilty if your baby's in the nursery and you're just sitting on yeah. your phone, but they're like, no, I just went through a really traumatic nine months with the birth. I get one month off. Yeah. I mean, and that was their like understanding. And you think, oh, okay. And they were saying in the, um, like in the, the news, like that their belief is that it helps women, one, recuperate, grasp slowly what it means to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And it was like the best time of their life because they could just slowly start to learn what motherhood is and not just like here's your baby go home yeah you know um and then if you do it in the house because then they followed someone who was doing it in the house um the husband and the, and the dad and the mom were doing everything yeah she her thing the, they said that the only thing she could do with the baby is play with it so like and then i guess breastfeed it but if it's crying whatever the dad or the grandparents take, you know, and you're like, what? So, but again, I mean, don't get me wrong. You have to really have a good loving, not loving. They're all loving, but hopefully they're all loving, but confident and trustworthy support system. Yeah. Because I was thinking, man, if my mom was here, I don't know. I don't know how much I'd be like, me and my mom are like the same person. So we just get into tiffs. So I'm just like thinking to myself, okay, if my mom was here trying to take care of my baby, I think both of us would be like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Hey, do this better. Do this better. And it would create more stress. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, on one hand, it sounds mm-hmm. wonderful and like, it doesn't make sense. Like after pregnancy and giving birth that you need really that time to relax and recover. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, bonding with your baby is also in, in my own opinion, it's also important and oh yeah, I don't know if I could leave it with someone else, but the rest, I mean, I would love it if someone just like comes and cooks and cleans and mm-hmm. massage my feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take well, care I, of just, me I just, I just do with the baby. Sit with the baby. That, that would be wonderful. Like, can yeah. you have that please? <laughs> yeah. And that's what I think. Um, one of my friends actually had her mom over and, um, she had a baby about like a year before Dagny. And she was saying, I like it when my mom comes because she treats me like the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I get everything, you know, and I just take care of my baby and she takes care of me. Mm-hmm. Cooking for me, cleaning for me, everything is done for me. I just watch the baby. Where when my maybe my mother-in-law comes or friends come, they just, oh, you, you relax. I'm going to take care of the baby. But then I think, okay, but there still has to be dinner cooked. Laundry has to be put away, so I'll yeah. do that while you just sit with the baby. Yeah, should really be the opposite. Yeah, and so I and I kind of, I mean, I think that way, and this is both my parents and mine, they, they do come to see the baby, and they're so excited, and I'm yeah. excited. And it's also often when you're expat, they don't have that much time, so then yeah. they're like... Yeah, focusing on the baby and the kids. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I'll hold the baby, I'll hold the baby. Just go, just you, just do whatever. But you're like, oh. But I want to hold the baby. (laughs) I don't think you understand how, like, because everyone knows 
when they're a mother, but your motherly instincts of like fear mm-hmm. and anxiety just like are at their highest when it's a newborn. Yeah. It is insane how much you're like, do not, like I remember my mom had um jewelry on. I was like, please take your jewelry off. Now, like with, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. I mean, I remember now that uh, when my parents-in-law were first visiting, uh, at some point my daughter started crying while they were holding her mm-hmm. and they were trying to like uh, comfort her yeah and i was sitting like next to them on the couch and just watching them and i was just getting so <laughs> stressed out because i was just like screaming inside like give yeah. me the baby give me the yeah. baby i need the baby like yeah. please yeah, please, please, it's please. because and your your instincts are just like, yeah. this is my baby, give it to me. Yeah, And I started crying, know. just like, yeah. me, I'm sorry, but you have to give me my baby. Like, I don't want you to try to calm her down because I know she just needs to be with me right now. That was my instinct, at least. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. <sighs> no, I mean, that's, and, and that's what I mean. And, and this is the level of anxiety one feels as well mm-hmm. as in, and this is also postpartum depression that people don't realize. And it's something, I, I mean, I suffer from anxiety of like overthinking, thinking the worst, thinking like catastrophes are going to yeah. happen if I don't do something. And it, it really, if it continues like that, where you're thinking my baby's going to die, or if I go outside, yeah. we're all going to like, do something something's gonna be bad happening and you're just constantly freaking out that you can't really actually live life that's Mm -hmm. also postpartum depression because that's not normal like yes you're always going to be looking at if the baby's breathing i still do i mean (laughs) if daddy's sleeping i'll like push her and be like are you breathing and eric's always like babies just don't stop breathing like it just doesn't just happen i'm like i know i know but like we're not out of the SIDS time period yet. That's after two years, you know? And so I'm like, oh. and, um, but at the same time, I can still rationally understand, okay, Carrie, she's fine. She'll be fine. Yeah. You know? That's, yeah, that's something that's a bit tricky because a lot of things are normal to a certain extent. It's mm-hmm. like, it's very normal to have these thoughts like, what if I accidentally drop something on my baby? Yeah, yeah. What if I fall down the stairs while holding the baby? Yeah, yeah. What if sometimes I'm like, what if I open the window, even though my daughter's in the crib and the window is up high? I'm mm-hmm. still like, is there some way she can get out of her crib and get up on something <laughs> yeah. and crawl out the window? I, know. I think about that balcony. <laughs> is she gonna move a chair and then crawl and then climb over and then just like drop? Like, yeah. you, you're constantly trying to, of course, change the environment to make them as safe as possible. Yeah. Those thought those, those are normal, I'd are say. Normal. Yeah. And it's more when it becomes yeah, thoughts where you either worried that you will harm the baby on purpose, like yeah. or or if it's something that where it starts controlling your life that you're yeah, like, I can't, you can't leave even the house. leave outside. Like yeah. I just have to keep the baby here. I cannot and, do anything. And then you're sad about it, right? Yeah. Because you're sad that you can't leave the house. Your entire life has now been altered i mean i'm assuming that most people are going out to their days going to grocery store yeah or going going to the grocery store just shopping anything but then you can't do it anymore because you're so afraid something's going to happen to the baby yeah that is when of course that that's anxiety but it goes into depression yeah and that's, that's something you can say overall if your life is starting to be so limited and you can't do the things that you want to do as a mom. Mm-hmm. 
that would be a good time to start talking to someone about it. Yeah. Because everyone, it is hard to become a mom. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are some limitations in your life, but it shouldn't be that you feel like there's all these things you can't do anymore. Yeah. And then that you feel, yeah, you feel like you can't be the mom you want to be. If you have that feeling, Mm -hmm. then I think it's a good thing to bring up with your doctor. Exactly. And I think um, there, there is this kind of thought as well that postpartum depression happens right after birth and it just is extended. A lot of times you see it that way because the person goes through these two weeks of the baby blues and then it's extended into postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. But some other times though, they're completely fine. And then at six months, they, they become the mom just becomes extremely depressed, very irritable, very anxious again. Maybe the baby starts moving and crawling and then she realizes, oh, okay, I'm actually scared now of everything the baby's going to do. And then again, it's debilitating for her to leave the house because of it. And then again, it starts with this depression. I don't want to say based on the baby, but as in it's due to change of circumstances. Um, It's a thing where you know, everyone always, and this is, I mean, the funny thing, like when does postpartum end? And like, it never does actually. No. <laughs> it's not six months. It's not seven months. You are always postpartum after giving birth. <laughs> after yeah. giving birth. And I think the issue is if you are postpartum depression, and I was reading that this woman had just really, really strong postpartum depression when her child was four years old. And it was, mm-hmm. so like the blame, I don't want to say the blame, but like the reason and the cause was because she was a mother. And I don't know if it was, I, I think I was reading, it was like, because she just felt like now she had to bring her everywhere and do everything. Like her life was just destroyed now because everything was circling around this four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And which isn't the case. She had more like agency or an autonomy to say, you, you know what, and it's not. And like there was anxiety with it. Um, so I think, I don't want to say like, you'll never get over it, but like it could happen. It could happen with the second baby, not with your first. It could happen with a third or a fourth, not with your first or second. So it's just good to just be knowledgeable about like what the issues are. Yeah. That it is okay not to feel normal. Just then you know the, who to contact and your partner also knows what it's like. Yeah. It's good to to have this talk with your partner from both sides because you should also be aware of your partner. Um, yes. I can just go over like a bit some of the symptoms. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first that we can say what's normal, like the baby blues, mm-hmm. which should be no more than two weeks. It can be like mood swings, anxiety, sadness, feeling overwhelmed, crying... You can't concentrate, you have appetite problems and trouble sleeping. And I think all those things are very normal. Doesn't mean you should accept it long term, but it's very normal to feel for uh, the first two weeks. And then when it gets a bit more concerning, uh, it's when you have like really depressed mood or so weird, severe mood swings. Mm-hmm. If you start well, this this website says crying too much, so if it's up to you, what is too much? Yeah. Uh, difficulty bonding with your baby, if you are withdrawing from your family and friends, if you lose your appetite or eat more than usual, mm-hmm. 
unable to sleep, like if you suffer from insomnia or if you sleep too much, um, or feeling overwhelmed and uh, loss of energy. And if you are less interested in activities that you used to enjoy, um, if you feel intense irritability and anger, Fear that you're not a good mother. Okay, I feel like everyone. Yeah, I'm like all of these symptoms. I think I think the point of this as well. So I'm like all these symptoms I have felt before. Yeah. Overwhelmed, not feeling like you're a good mother. I I can't really bake as much as I used to because (laughs) dealing with a baby who's wanting to like touch everything is is not good. But I think it's also this is prolonged where you are really angry and sad because of it yeah like I can realize okay I'm not baking but I'll bake in the future fine (laughs) it doesn't make me sad but I'm still not doing it or I don't go out as much with friends like girlfriends like before I used Mm -hmm. to always like maybe go out after work and grab a drink or something and yes I am pregnant so I can't do that and yes it's the summer where it's like 35 degrees here so I'm not (laughs) doing that but it's also a thing where I just don't want to So I think those are good, though, to know that intense cases like this, it should be, you should, at least you can just always go and talk to your doctor, especially if you're living in Europe. Exactly. And then there are like the most, yeah, serious symptoms. I don't want to say necessarily the most serious, but if you have thoughts of harming yourself or your baby Mm -hmm. or... Um, thoughts about suicide then you should always take contact right away oh yeah and I know that there's hotlines even if you write in postpartum depression in google the first ones are hotlines in your area and then counseling yeah just because I I was reviewing before this um, episode and I was like okay well that's good that like the first one is the German hotline you know for where to get help so um but like I said I mean if you There are ways, I don't want to say there are ways to prevent it. There are ways just to acknowledge that I could be at risk, Mm -hmm. right? And some of those are you have multiples, so you're going to have twins, which is, again, goes to the overwhelming point. You have a weak support system where you're at, which I think with expats is a big one. Yeah. Um, We have very small support systems. Yeah, exactly. And I know even people at home might feel alone, like if they're in the U.S. or based in the U.S. or in Denmark and... Uh, they're Danish, but um, expat community is different because it's not like it's interesting because it's not as your family, they are your family, but it's mm-hmm. not like you guys need to come over here right away and like no excuses, you know yeah. what I mean? Where you <laughs> yeah. can maybe with your parents, yeah, um, with your friends, it's like, hey, I really need you, and most of the time they're like, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, but you can't like request that they're there and no. assume it i think i'm also more like just thinking oh you all have your own small kids so yeah. you can't just drop everything and be here the same right. way as maybe my parents who are retired mm-hmm. would be able to exactly close by. but even like problems with breastfeeding mm-hmm. a lot of women get extremely sad about that yeah if they have difficulties difficulties with your partner can put you in postpartum depression where mm-hmm it's just not working out or you just keep getting into arguments and then you have the baby on top of it. So it just goes with overwhelming and you think you might think to yourself, if the baby wasn't here or so, you know what I mean? Like then, then it would be okay. But like, that's not how it works, yeah. you know? Um, and then of course, if you've ever, if you do suffer from 
chronic depression or depression that you're already on medication for, you're already seeking help. Um, and then if you have genetics that, that like people in your family already have had it, yeah, you might be at risk. But again, this doesn't mean you're going to get it. It's just be conscious about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, serious topic today. I know, serious topic, <laughs> but I think it's a good one and I think it's good that everyone talks about it in a way that's... I, it's like respectful that I completely understand where these women are coming from when mm-hmm. they have these issues and, and dads. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It is super hard. <laughs> it is. And so I completely understand. Um, I think it's also though when you're in the right mind, you know that it's hard, but it's like a workout hard where you're sometimes like, oh crap. And then after your workout, you're like, that was the best thing ever. I feel so great. I'm going to go on with my day and like be like pumped up now because I just worked out. That's how sometimes I look at it where at the end of the day, it's like wonderful, but it is hard. And sometimes even when you're like, oh my gosh, you like, you pooped again. I just changed you and we have a new outfit and I just want to sit down like, and just relax. And especially after birth, you know? Yeah. And some faces where they just sleep very poorly that can also yeah i mean i know it affects me and my partner so much if we have like a week with bad sleep mm-hmm. we're just like different people and then all of a sudden if she sleeps well then we feel like ourselves again so yeah it's like, okay. honestly <laughs> honestly and, and that's what i mean and even i mean i i know we were discussing this earlier but the heat you know it's so hot outside in germany they don't have air conditioning we have fans but it's 35 36 outside the houses are that hot inside (laughs) and that's like 96 outside. Um, and then sometimes inside and yes, when you're pregnant, but even last summer when I had Dagny and I was so anxious about her being over, overly heated or like overheated and me then being so hot that I'm just like, I don't understand. It's, it's just, it's, it makes me into a bad person. I always just tell Eric, we need, either me to get up to the north or to get air conditioning because <laughs> I turn into like a, a monster when I'm hot. Seriously, I get so angry when I'm yeah. hot. I don't know what to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, these are little things that they do happen. It is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it just happens all the time, then someone should say something to some you know, yeah. to your doctor. So, but thank you everyone then for listening to another episode of Expecting Expats. Uh, please do subscribe, go onto our Instagram at the handle at Expecting Expats and we will see you next week. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye.